Tonight, tonight. Why not? He'll make you think. I think I'm gonna break protocol here, though. He'll make you laugh. Is it conceited of me? Because, I mean, I've been puffing my chest out a little bit. And he lives for a take that'll make you do both. He says things I can't say. Nothing tops overtime, whether it's on the field or on the air. People don't forget. It's time for Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. And welcome on in. It is overtime with Jonathan Peter. I'm glad you guys be with me here on this Thursday. I got to tell you, it's been a weird, weird day. Not only the fact, I guess we got bathroom gate. That's what we got to call this one moving forward. I don't know what. I, I'm glad I'm just, I'm, I'm glad I'm absolved. That's all I care about. You heard the ending part of uh, the afternoon drive. You know exactly what I'm talking about there. Uh, but I got stuck for two hours trying to come to work today. Just yesterday, I was meeting one of my, I guess, I mean, just my boss's boss. Really, if I have two bosses at the fan directly, then I have a boss on top of that, and I have a boss on top of that. He is the uh, boss sandwiched in between as the as high as it goes boss, and then my program director, or excuse me, my brand manager and assistant brand manager here at the fan. So the guy in between, right? Pretty big meeting, you think? But I know, I mean, the guy's very chill, and he's very nice, and seems like a very just welcoming person, as most people that have been lifelong radio people tend to be. Radio's very nice that way. Just don't know, I don't understand why. All the business does is just beat you up like a pinata. But for some reason, people that have been in it for like 25 years, absolutely just, they're just really nice. At least on the programming side. Can't always say the same thing about on the talent side. But on the programming side, it feels like everyone just is kind of really nice. Because if you've been in that long, I guess you understand the battles. You know how it all works. And so I'm meeting with him yesterday, and he was doing radio in Madison before this. And we're going through different things and, and going through different uh, philosophies on radio and you know fun stuff like that that I really enjoy and I get into. And, and then he was asking about the city. And I told him, and this is one thing I've always wanted about Cleveland to other cities, you know, coming from Chicago, where if you didn't hit a certain point of the highway by 2 o'clock – you just sat there. Snails move faster than these cars. You just, I mean, you just sit there. And so one thing I was bragging to him was the idea that Cleveland, you get like one or two times a year, literally one or two times a year where the traffic just sucks. And that's about it. One or two times, it's all you get. It'll, it'll set you behind for the day. And one or two is... I'm going to use a secession line here where secession talks about being the poorest rich person, how having $5 million is just you're a poor rich person and it kind of sucks because you can't really be wealthy among your wealthy, wealthy, wealthy friends. Uh, and, you know, that's in that world, that's all they care about. Obviously, you want to give me $5 million. I'd be more than happy to test out that theory. But the one or two times a year that, that Cleveland traffic sucks is part of the reason why you leave the house a little bit earlier. Just in case. It, it happens just enough times. And I, you know, the radio show starts at 7 o'clock. I can't show up at 7.02 for this thing. It doesn't work that way. So I left, from, I left my house today at 3.30. A little bit of a buffer, a little bit of a window. And I don't know why. Something told me, leave about a half hour earlier than usual. Typically, I do work at home, and then around 4 o'clock or so is when I end up leaving to make my way into the station. Work roughly 23 minutes. Nobody's counting, though. 23 minutes from the station, and then we're here. And, I mean, I just sat there. 480 West. Any of you guys out there, tweet at me, at Jay Peterlin. If we just went through 480 West together, like some people go through the pandemic together, we went through 480 West in the one or two times a year where it just is an absolute problem. And today it was an absolute problem. But the worst part of all 
And you know what? I guess I'll take this as a positive because I don't know what happened. I was going to say that's the worst side of it, that I don't know what happened. I guess it's better than showing up to the end result and seeing a major accident and us having some problems that way. But I got to the end and it was just the police had the road blocked off. Usually if the road's blocked off like that, it's it's, it's for some other reason outside of like major accident. Usually, if it's just one or two cop cars and they're blocking off the rest of it, it's for something like, I don't know, someone robbed a bank and then they're on pursuit and they're trying to block these guys in or something like that. And I just, I need to know the answer. I have no idea what the answer is. If you know why 480 West was a parking lot today, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to find out because I need to find out what two hours of my time was spent on. Now, it wasn't the end of the world. You know, I just put on Nick and Dustin and we, we hang out for a little bit. No big deal. It's enjoyable. But there's nothing worse than me bragging about Cleveland and how great the traffic is in this city to then turn around and realize, uh, yeah, okay, not today. Not today. What are we, I, it, 12 hours later, 15 hours later from having that meeting, all of a sudden I get stuck for my one or two times a year. I guess I'll take it. Now, before we get into the Guardians and what happened in that game today and that amazing play by Jose Ramirez, I did not understand that this was going to be a thing because, again, stuck in traffic for two hours. I got a little bit of a bird brain thing going on right now. But the MLB All-Star starter selection sneaks up on you in a weird way. And so, uh, you know, as I always do when I get into the studio, three minutes before the show, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to put on the TVs for the next five hours It's going to be background noise? So in between the breaks, I can watch something. I can have something going. Or even just kind of acknowledging in the corner of my eye. something If something really cool is happening. Like the other night, for instance, Shohei Otani becomes one of the first pitchers since 1890 to strike out 10 and hit two homers in a game. Eh, we had the MLB Network on. We knew what was going on. It was pretty nice, right? So we're going through the, the guide, and we're looking around, and I, I realized today is the day that the All-Star starters are released. Today is the day that they come out with the All-Star game starters, and I, my first blush reaction, it's like, great, awesome. In 25 minutes or a half hour or so, Mitchell Palooza can have as an update that Jose Ramirez wins that award and everything will be great. We can move forward. This will be great. Jose Ramirez, all-star game starter, uh, on a day where he steals home like he's Benny the Jet Rodriguez, can't miss it. Going to be great. I then find out among the two all-star starters – up for the award for third base, Josh Jung of the Rangers. That's the rookie. He's been one of the best rookies in baseball. He's got 15 homers, 44 RBIs. He's been he's really, really good. He's 25, which is it's almost like a Joe Burrow type thing. It's like you're really old to be a rookie, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there. 25-year-old rookies just tearing up baseball. It's really good. He's a good player. And then Matt Chapman. We know Matt Chapman. He is a one-time all-star. And he's vying for his first All-Star start. Now, if we're looking across the rest of the diamond, really this is the only spot that the Guardians have somebody in play here. This is one of the more ridiculous things I've ever seen. Now, I made a case a few weeks back, and this was co-signed by my buddy Joe Sheehan. And I might have to text Joe just because I'm I'm as mad as anybody about this, and he's the only person that would give me the outlet to go ahead and do so. Remember, we had Joe Sheehan on. And at that point, me and Joe, we collectively, uh, we talked it out. We made the decision as if we were a two-man baseball committee that Jose Ramirez was going to be the all-star game starter. And part of the reason why, at that given point in the season, Jose Ramirez's numbers were not as good 
as Matt Chapman's. They weren't. They just they were not. They weren't as good. They they've gotten much better, and he is unequivocally the best third baseman in baseball right now. But at that time, it was not as good as Chapman. It was not as good as Paredes. It was not as I'd have to go back and look whether or not he was better than Josh Young. I'd have to go back and and take a look at that one. The point, though, is that what Joe and I collectively agreed to was the idea that Jose Ramirez, on Jose Ramirez's name alone, should be considered an all-star game starter. What the hell is the all-star game if you got a bunch of people that, and everyone knows Chapman, we, we know some of these other guys, I'm not saying that we don't. We know Devers, we know Bregman, we know some of the other guys, we, even Gunnar Henderson, who's you know, younger, but we still we know, we know who these guys are. They're up for the All-Star game for a reason. We know the third basemen that are really good in the American League, but there is unequivocally, in my estimation, one legitimate, based off of the year Alex Bregman is having, because it's not as good of a season, Bregman would be the only other one that would qualify in this scenario, there is one legitimate actual name brand all-star in my estimation. And and the all-star game should have starters that people know and the game should have starters that people want to see. There's not a better ticket in baseball for my money than going out and watching Jose Ramirez play. And at the time, if you wanted to say his numbers weren't as good as some of these, some of these other players, listen, I understand if you're in Texas right now, you're going to make a real argument against me. We got one of the best rookies in baseball. He's tearing it up. You got to reward this type of player, right? This is the future of the game. It's an all-star game, though. It's an all-star game. Let's keep that name alive within the meaning of the actual game itself. There is not a better third baseman. There is not a more recognizable name for a third baseman than what Jose Ramirez currently is. And he, he showed it evident in a game like today where in the 10th inning, he, he did, he did a, a move that we hadn't seen him do in how long? I haven't even seen a stolen ba- – I haven't seen someone steal home plate in baseball in years in my mind. Now, maybe I've seen a clip from another team randomly uh, last year or two years ago or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head the last time you've, I, I've seen it. I watch baseball every single night. I can't remember off the top of my noggin the last time I've seen that happen. Jose Ramirez does something like that every single night. And as a third baseman, how many third basemen that I've, I've named off today could steal home? This is the type of guy you need in the game. This is why baseball misses. Baseball misses time and time again because when you have the best player at that position, unequivocally the best player, go through his numbers, just wins above replacement, which is, I might as well be speaking Portuguese to you guys, but wins above replacement is a, a, it's a totality number. It's got him by the best third baseman in baseball by a wide margin. He is, by a wide margin, also the highest slugging third baseman in the sport at the current moment. He is also, by a wide margin, depending what you think about this type of thing, the highest batting average for a third baseman in the American League by a wide margin. And when it comes to on-base percentage, he is tied for first entering today. Tied for first. So he is the highest batting average, he is tied for first on-base percentage, and he has the highest slugging percentage. We know he's a defender that is awesome because he's continually been a gold glove defender his entire career. And if you use some of the advanced defensive metrics, he is the best defending third baseman in the sport out of everyone except for Garcia out of Kansas City, who you saw earlier today. What are we doing here? How are we at a point where you don't win the MLB All-Star game starting? And listen, I know you guys are like, oh, Jonathan, it's just a game where he's going to play an inning or two, and then he's going to go. No, screw that nonsense. Screw that. This is how baseball misses. 
uh, Jose Ramirez should be a household name for every every person that wants to watch baseball. And the All-Star Game should be about bringing stars together, and it should be about rewarding the best players on top of that, but also giving the nod to somebody that has routinely been one of the game's best. It's not a Lifetime Achievement Award, but we should be looking at it as something similar in that same construct. But in this, it doesn't even, it flies in the face of that. So how did he not end up as, as one of the top two? Is it because of the, the, the voting and the balloting? Because what, the Toronto and Texas are bigger markets? Is that all that really comes down to? Like, no, if baseball had done a proper job in marketing their stars and making sure that everyone knows who Jose Ramirez is, we wouldn't be having this issue. Jose Ramirez shouldn't be looked at like some afterthought, but he continually is. The fact that he's not even up for the final two nomination on this is borderline insane. I'm mad as hell for him, and I know he doesn't even care. I know I probably care about this more than he does, but it's just so dumb and so stupid. This is a big miss by baseball once again. And I don't know the perfect recipe. If you were to tell me fix this all in one big swoop, I know some of you guys would be like, oh, well, let's just have the writers vote on it because they always get things right. No, look at the NBA uh, NBA MVP award. That's voted on by the writers. They continually get that wrong. Continually. I think they gave it to Jokic in in the first year for Jokic when he shouldn't have got it. And then I think he should have gotten it the last two years. And we saw this past year, Joel Embiid got it. Like, I, I can't rely on the voters, but I can't also rely on the fans to vote either, clearly, because the markets are so differentiated between size, and it's just a maddening proposition. It is, it, it is infuriating to me that we're going to have to watch this, this stupid all-star game starter reveal on the TV, and it's going to get to third base, and it's going to throw up Chapman, who I like, and it's going to throw up Josh Jung, who's a rookie, and Ben Fine, and I'm going to sit there, and I'm just going to get agitated. Because Jose Ramirez has clearly had the best numbers in baseball for a third baseman by a long shot and is having that star name that should be recognizable to everybody but for some reason gets casted aside. Unbelievable. So stay posted. We're going to get you posted on that one. We'll keep you updated on that one. But I just I, I, I throw in the towel. I wave in the white flag. I can't do anything more when Jose Ramirez has the numbers he has and didn't even make it to the final two. It's laughable. That is a laughable. All right, 216-474-0092. We're going to get into the game itself. I'll take your phone calls on this as well. But is a game like today a reason to buy into the Guardians or to fade the Guardians? And how do we fix this all-star game starter situation? How do we get Jose Ramirez the national credit and national recognition that he deserves? He can't do anything else than what he's currently doing. He is stealing home, putting up the best numbers in baseball for the third baseman, and he's being disrespected across the sport. Unbelievable. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterson here with you on the fan. All righty, back out of here on the fan. We're going to find out in a second. Is it Josh Young of the Rangers? Is it Matt Chapman of the Blue Jays? What we do know is that it's not going to be Jose Ramirez of your Cleveland Guardians to get the all-star game starting nod. And I just, I'm, I'm a little irate about it. If I'm being truthful, mainly because we just watch so much of Jose Ramirez. And if you watch again, like what he did today, it just, it just makes no sense how he wasn't even in the final consideration to being an all-star game starter. When if you I just, again, you could do a blind reveal blind and it would come out as him having the best offensive and defensive numbers of any third baseman in the American league. But on top of that, my case has always been that baseball should be marketing their stars 
and the stars, the people with the track records, those should be the ones that get the nod for the All-Star Game starting opportunities. The, the reason why the All-Star Game starters is fraught with all sorts of problematic outcomes is that the fan vote. You know, voting's online. People get to vote five times a day. And we get robbed of the fact that, hey, Texas has this rookie, a 25-year-old. He's one of the best rookies in baseball. And Texas is a large market. They're going to get a lot of people making that vote. Matt Chapman for the Blue Jays. Not only is he still popular for what he did in Oakland, but he's also in a market like Toronto that they just care. That's a good baseball market. It's also a very big city. There's no doubt about that. And it just it feels like this is a miss by Major League Baseball because there is no way that you should have a player like Jose Ramirez not starting the All-Star game. It makes absolutely zero sense. Numbers-wise, it matches up. Highest batting average, highest on-base percentage, highest slugging percentage. Defensively, he is not only right there, he is the second-highest defender in the game at this point, and he's won multiple gold gloves. He's played in multiple All-Star games. Like Again, I had Joe Sheehan on what, a couple weeks ago. Joe Sheehan, I went back and looked at it, what he said to us. Joe Sheehan said it was the snappiest of snap calls. Now that is a that is a, a poker reference for a lot of you guys. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with the reference, it's simple. It's like uh, I have pocket aces. The guy overraised me. Snap call, boom. Takes me no seconds to think about. I have it. Let's do this. Uh, or you got the nuts. Bang. Here we go. It just it's a no brainer. He didn't even he didn't even entertain the idea of any other player getting the nod for the All-Star start at third base two weeks ago because J-Ram should have been the runaway category, the runaway favorite. But baseball, this is how they mess up. This is how they mess up. It should be a no-brainer that he gets the start. And baseball continues to just bleep these things up 24-7. Daryl in Cleveland up next on the fan. Hello, Daryl. What's up, JP? Yeah, what's up? Whoever, whoever's in charge of their marketing, I mean, I don't know how long they've been with these people or whatever, but they do a horrible job. I mean, everybody knows that. Because if Jose Ramirez isn't in Boston or New York or the other New York, the Mets, and a couple of other places, you're never going to know. People in San Francisco and San Diego and Colorado don't know that live there don't know who Jose Ramirez is. And that's a shame, you know what I mean. And I can all, and I, I equated to last year when I found out exactly who uh, the kid from Seattle was. Oh, yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez. That, it was only because of the All Star game that I knew who he was. You know what I mean? You don't see those games on TV. They have the money to market their brand to the entire country. But <clears throat> if you don't play for New York or the other New York, the Mets or Boston. Or, you know, the the old guard teams, you are not going to be seen, so fans are not going to see you. So come voting time, they go with the old guard. That's it. It's just, it's awful. It's awful. And thank you, Daryl. I appreciate you, man. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But, oh, yeah, of course he's not an all-star starter. He got off to a really slow start. I'm sorry, two weeks ago when we talked to Joe Sheehan, it was still a snap call. Now all he's done in the previous two weeks is making an exclamation point. But that's why that's why sometimes the all-star game voting is just, it's so ridiculous. You know, you're, you're basing some of this voting off the idea of what somebody did for two and a half months instead of a whole season. And I understand that's when the Midsummer Classic is played. I get it. I, there's no other true way to correct that. But everyone knows that has watched baseball 
a man in Jose Ramirez who has been in a top MVP, top five for the MVP, excuse me, top four for the MVP now, four times in his career, has started four All-Star games, or not started, but is selected to four All-Star games, that's part of the problem, has won multiple Silver Slugger awards, like everything he's accomplished, that's the type of guy that if it's even close, shouldn't be the discussion where it goes to Josh Young in Texas and shouldn't go to Matt Chapman in Toronto. That's the type of discussion where it should be close, close case, it's over, it's done, J-Ram gets the call. But this is maybe part of the problem with in this market where, again, he had to take less money to play here. It's not necessarily that even, uh, but it's the idea that when he takes less money to play here, he's not going to have the endorsement money that would come with that either, and he's also not going to have the things like this. You know, you get a bump up in those endorsements. If you're an all-star starter and you continually are an all-star starter, you get a bump up. I, I hate this for J-Ram because he, we, everyone knows. We've all watched him enough. We know he is unequivocally the best third baseman in the American League, and he's unequivocally a superstar that doesn't get superstar recognition. There's a, a fly in the soup in baseball's metrics when they can't get a bunch of people that are punching the, the electronic holes five times a day to make sure that J-Ram at third base isn't an obvious decision. I mean, th- this should be like looking down the ballot and seeing Shohei Otani. I know Shohei Otani is the best in the sport right now, obviously, but it should be that type of call where you look down, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, he, yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. Better example, Mike Trout. You're like, all right, Mike Trout. Mike Trout not even playing well this year. But Mike Trout, you look down and you're like, yeah, Mike Trout's great. He's just, he gets the benefit of the doubt. We want to see stars in this game. Okay, we can do this. 216474 to below 92. Luke and Lakewood up next on the fan. Hello, Luke. Hey, how's your life? Hey, uh, the life is good right now. The life is good. Thank you. Fantastic. I think the reason we love Jose so much is because he's stuck around here and he's not worried about the flash and promoting himself, trying to get on the cover of video games and then forcing his way to New York to bat 214. And, you know, he's, he's, a, he's our guy, like Nick Chubb. He's not worried about promoting himself. He just goes out, does his job, does it very well, better than anybody else, and worry about the accolades after the fact. Yeah, and that's why, Luke, I was like, I think I care about this more than he probably does, and that's okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, all, that's all right. 100%. They're not worried about these things. No. No, no. I just hope it doesn't end up affecting his, like, Hall of Fame status at some point in time. Like, oh, he didn't make enough all-star games to be considered or something ridiculous like that when he's obviously the best of this generation right now at his position. And it's a great point. Great point. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate the call. He's 100% right. People like me, okay, people like me that love to go back. And uh, part of my Baseball Hall of Fame candidacy, and I don't have a vote for it. I just like to look at these things. How often were you a top three position, uh, top three player at your position at any given stretch in the sport, right? And, yeah, we can measure that by all-star game starts, which is stupid because in the case of J-Ram, what else could he have done this year? Uh, now, Mitch, you said we have an answer here. They, they've named the, the all-star starter for third base for the American League. Is that right? Mitch? We got Josh Young? Yeah, Josh Young, yep. Okay, all right, that's fine. Josh Young, third base, American League starter. Congratulations on all of your success, Josh Young. My goodness. And listen, I got a buddy of mine. He's a diehard Rangers fan. He was just texting me earlier today. He was out at the park. They had one of those weird Rangers days where they, they rested everybody up. And and in Texas, the, the traffic's ridiculous, and the ballpark's a million miles away. And he's like, I took off work for this, and I'm just going to have to text him. And I, he already, in, in the group chat that I've been with him, 
He already sent Bob Nightingale saying the Rangers with four all-star starters after having none since 2012, which is incredible to think about. But yes, when you put a good, a good product on the field, people not only want to talk about it, they want to go ahead and uh, vote for it the way Texas has. The problem with this whole entire thing, and this is when I'm going to text back to him, I'm going to say young over J-Ram equals criminal. That is a borderline baseball crime that we're all witnessing. Unbelievable. I just don't know what more J-Ram could have done. And I know it. I probably care about this more than he does. But it just speaks to the disrespect this man has continually gotten across national baseball for the entirety of his career. Because if it comes down to the fan vote, and the fan vote is part of the reason why you decide who's in for this final two, it wasn't an obvious choice for the people that are punching the electronic electronic. I want to say electronic bubbles, but that didn't come out right at all. The, the people that are selecting the electronic bubbles. It should be an obvious vote, but it isn't because baseball does a miserable job of having not only the clear-cut best third baseman in the American League, and it's not, it's not even close. Best average, best on-base percentage, best slugging percentage, best win above his replacement, and continually does miraculous, amazing things like you saw today in Stealing Home. Continually does these things and just robbed afterthought. Kurt Navon Lake up next on the fan. Hello, Kurt. How's it going there, Jonathan? Yo, what's up, Kurt? Hey, Jose, Jose Ramirez. Whatever. He, he doesn't care. He cares about playing baseball. Yeah, that's fine. Today. But I get to you care know, about these things, Kurt. I get mad for him. Well, you know, I get mad too, but deep in my heart, I know he's the best. Yeah, and, and that's a good that's a good way to look at it. And thank you, Kurt. I appreciate you. That's a good way to look at it. Let, I, hey, listen, I'm going to take the glass half full approach from time to time here. That's a good way to look at it. Deep down in my heart, I know who the best third baseman in the American League is. But I also know that yelling at some punk radio host 15 years from now about why J-Ram was one of the best third basemen we've ever seen, it's going to be a tougher putt for me to make that case because of moments like this. Because they're going to look around and they're going to say, I will uh, wait. All star game starter was Josh Young as a rookie. I mean, he kind of flamed out after a couple years, didn't he? What, how did, how did that happen? And it was against Matt, Matt Chapman, too. I mean, Matt Chapman's a good player, but like, I mean, J Ram was never, he was never that. And you, I'd have to, I just, I'd have to punch the kid in the face, slap him in the face. I don't punch, I don't even slap, but I have to be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're making a fool out of yourself. So, yeah, I, I agree 100%. J-Ram likely doesn't care about this snub. J-Ram likely doesn't care about the, the fact that all he does is continue to work his butt off and all he does is continue to put up numbers and he just, it's Rodney Dangerfield. Just can't get no respect around these parts. I mean, my goodness. Dude is 30 years old and since 23, all he's done is put in year in, year out, insane production. And when it comes to the physical hardware and the nominations to show for it, he is lacking relative to what he should have. That's indisputable in my mind. Indisputable. All right. I'll get you the I'll get you some of the other names and some of the other people. By the way, it looks like Mike Trout did make an all-star starter uh nod, and that's fine. Mike Trout not having the best of years, but you know what happens there? It's Mike Trout. So that's okay. Mike Trout gets to be this is part of the point. Mike Trout is always going to be an all-star starter because Mike Trout is known across baseball as that dude. Aaron Judge, fifth career all-star selection. 
Okay, good. Congratulations. Aaron Judge across baseball is known as that dude. You can play in New York. You can play in Milwaukee. He's going to be known as that dude. But for some reason with J-Ram, it just doesn't translate to the rest of baseball. Baseball fans know that he's good. But the casual baseball fan doesn't give him nearly the amount of respect that he deserves. All right, speaking of J-Ram today, I want to get to the actual game itself. And the question I have for you guys at 216-474-0092, is a game like today a reason to buy into the Guardians or to fade the Guardians? On one side of the coin, the Guardians scored on an electric play in the 10th inning, showcasing one of the best players in baseball in J-Ram. On the other hand, our all-star closer from last year blew another game while also leaving a million runners on base, and Will Brennan forgot how to run the base pass in the 8th inning. It is a true one-up, one-down, one-up, one-down scenario for the Guardians. And I guess I'm just I – I want to read the temperature with you guys. When you win two out of three against the Royals in what should have been a sweep against Kansas City, but you lose a game like this in this fashion, does it have you buy into the Guardians more because they showed fight? Or does it have you fade the Guardians because ultimately they still ended up with a loss in a very interesting way? We'll do that more when we come on back. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you guys on The Fan. But first, it is Jonathan for Classic Chevy and Menor. Lease a 2023 Chevy Equinox LS for $299 per month with any current lease in the home. doesn't even have to be a Chevy lease for this incredible deal with tons of new Chevys in stock and a large pre-owned inventory. You're going to find exactly what you're looking for. It's great people over there at Classic Chevy. Route 615 in Menor. You don't want to go in. That's okay. You don't have to. Go online. Start there. DriveClassicChevy.com. It's how you find it. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All righty. Back out of here on the fan. These are the good fights to be in, by the way. I'm enjoying this. I like this a lot. When I'm on, when my defense is Jose Ramirez is awesome at baseball, I get to win a lot of arguments. This, this is kind of fun. There are people, oddly enough, coming at me in different corners suggesting that because J-Ram wasn't as good until six weeks ago, that J-Ram never should have been considered. And I have this backwards. Now, I would disagree 100%. Part of my main point is that he's earned that benefit of the doubt. With how great he is, he's earned the benefit of the doubt that he'd get his numbers there. For the past seven years, all Jose Ramirez has done is hit baseballs harder than most people across the league and has put up ridiculous, cartoonish numbers. I, I Yeah, I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's why uh, when I talked to Joe Sheehan two weeks ago, he said it was a snap call. Jose Ramirez should be the all-star game starter at third base. And if you're just joining us, that, that award tonight and that honor tonight went to the 25-year-old rookie from Texas, Josh Young. And it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. But I do find it fascinating that in trying to defend Jose Ramirez, who currently... Entering today's games, among third basemen in the American League, has the highest batting average, highest on-base percentage, highest slugging percentage, highest wins above replacement, and then highest defensive metrics with the exception of one guy. There's one guy that's higher than him defensively, but defensive metrics are skewed anyway in baseball. Shouldn't have even brought that into the equation. And if you're asking yourself, what is, what is wins above replacement? I know I'm speaking Portuguese to you guys right now. For some of you, understand it's a totality stat. He is dominating the field is the point. It is a one-sided boxing match, and it's not even close. And to Josh Young's credit, again, he plays in Texas. He's 25 years old. He has a lot of things going for him right now. Uh, Again, 25-year-old rookies feels like it's cheating a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. He can't control that side of things. But 
The Rangers, after having no all-star starters last year, are one of the best teams in baseball. Their fan base came out. They, they did the electronic bubbles. They got four all-star starters this year. After having none since 2012, not since just last year, none since 2012, they have four all-star starters now. And it just feels like our boy J-Ram got robbed. So if I have to defend J-Ram in these streets, I'm going to defend J-Ram in these streets. That's an easy battle to me. I'm not swimming upstream in this one in the slightest bit. I feel very confident. Like sometimes I'll joke with you guys and be like, am I hitting this one uh, 275 right down the middle or am I banana slicing this tank? I know it. I got this one 275 right down the pipe. No concern out of me on this one. Now, here's where I have to get in my feelings just for a second. Bobby on Twitter. Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends at Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. And we'll get to the big picture with the Guardians and the overall thoughts in just a second. Bobby says, Jose is the Nikola Jokic of baseball. And I hate how right he might be. The only problem with that is that Nikola Jokic got his. You know, Nikola Jokic, it took him a while. It took him seven years. And there were people like me after he won two straight back-to-back league MVPs, after he got bounced in five games in the first round of the Western Conference playoff tournament. The first round, lost in five games of the Warriors, where Steph Curry didn't start four of those games. I was like, I can't get on board with this Nikola Jokic cat. I know he's good. I know he puts up gaudy numbers. I think it's more sizzle than it is steak. That's what I said. I was, I was wrong, but it's what I said. Obviously, I needed to see him do it on the big stage. I held really high standards for Nikola Jokic. I had to because I don't just anoint people in basketball. I don't. That's, that's rare air. You got to prove it to me. When he went 30, 20, and 10 in game three, he showed me he's in rare company. He did it on the big stage. He didn't vomit all over his shoes in the Lakers series in the Western Conference Finals. Swept him. Got out the brooms. And he showed me that he deserves some respect. No doubt about that. Problem with J-Ram in this scenario is that with baseball, we just don't look at the NBA, or excuse me, we don't look at deep postseason runs the same way as we do in the NBA. For instance, Mike Trout has played in three career playoff games. He's never won a playoff game And it's not hindering his Hall of Fame candidacy. And it's not hindering uh, the idea that people still think he's a modern-day Mickey Mantle in the slightest. You're like, all right, well, that's fine. How deep does this conversation go? Shohei Otani is going to get paid $600 million and likely will not want a playoff game in his entire Major League Baseball career either. We just don't look at it the same way. But I think what you're going for there, Bobby, and this is what I appreciated out of the take, is the idea that he can be awesome and the city that he plays in is what is hampering the idea that the rest of the national baseball conversation or the national basketball conversation sees it the way, the same way that it should be seen. You know, Jose Ramirez, if he played in New York, this is part of why Frankie, I'm sure, was like, all right, Mets it is, $300 million, sign me up. Because if you do it in New York, you don't, have to, you don't have to sweat as hard for some of these accolades. You just don't have to. Now, we love J-Ram. We'll love him forever for what he did. But we know how good he is. And we know if in any other market, they saw consistently on a day-in, day-out basis what J-Ram could do, not only at the plate, but also at the field, would have been a layup. Layup. 216-474-0092. All right, big picture on the Guardians, though. A game like today, is that a reason to buy into this team or a reason to fade this team? On one side, they showed a ton of fight. Tenth inning with J-Ram stealing home. Awesome play. On the other hand, our all-star closer blew another game. We left a million runners on the base paths. 
and Will Brennan hasn't figured out how to stop at second base. Kept running for third. 216-474-0092. Nelson and Avon Lake up next in the fan. Hello, Nelson. What's up, JP? Yo, what's up, man? Um, doing good, man. Uh, love the show as always. Um, I'm not. I'm not a. I can't buy into the Guardians because this is who the Guardians are, right? Like we know that this is at best a 500 team, and when I look across the the landscape of baseball, and I'll just I'll just pick on the American. Um, not even looking at the National League, right? When you think about teams like the Braves and others, I don't, I don't see how this team can compete. Um, it's a flawed roster. Uh, it's got a lot of holes. Yes, it does have a lot of potential good young players. I'm kind of excited about Bo Naylor. Uh, and even though you know today that little, you know, mishap running the bases, uh, I still think that there's potential there with Brennan. And of course, yeah. we got J Ram. But but this team is flawed, and, and I'll be honest with you, I honestly think that this team is about to trade Beaver, and it, it's it's disappointing that we have to operate in this fashion, but I cannot get behind a team that, in my mind, and, and I could be completely wrong, does not have a chance to win it all. We've seen this already, right? This is not like... It's just not like the Guardians have been in, in the doldrums of baseball and all of a sudden they're having a renaissance. They've been playing like this for a while, and last year they raised our expectations. I expected a lot more from this team this year, and we're not getting it. So I, I'm just not I'm just not excited. Not excited. And that's fair. Right, thank you, Nelson. I appreciate you, man. That, that's entirely fair. Entirely fair take. If you ask me right now, do I think the Guardians are going to win the World Series? I'm going to say no. We keep going back to the idea that all you got to do is punch your ticket in. So if you were to ask me if I think they're going to win the World Series, I would say no. But I also have to acknowledge the fact that if you told me, hey, JP, pick out who your AL Central winner is right now, I would unequivocally say the Guardians. And part of the reason why I can say that is because of what happened last year. You know, last year on opening day, we had a bunch of Owen Millers and a bunch of it was really it was an awful lineup top to bottom with the exception of obviously the uh, a couple couple people that are always around J Ram for instance guys like that right and what made that team so special and so different is that the the roster on April first relative to the roster on July thirty first was like two completely different teams there was five starters on that opening day lineup that weren't even on the team anymore by the time we got to July thirty first and you fast forward and you look at the second half of last year July thirty first on. The Guardians had the second-best record in all of baseball, trailing just the Astros. They were in fuego. They couldn't lose games. They didn't lose games. Look at this year. I'm setting this up in a very Jeff Phelps way, by the way. Look at this year. Look at this year, though. We've already fast-forwarded. We are now at June 29th. We are not even at July 31st when the deadline hits, and I don't know, maybe we add someone at first base and swap out Josh Bell or... Even though he hit the hell out of the ball yesterday in Kansas City. But who knows? I, again, completely wide open. Maybe Oscar Gonzalez comes back after having a ridiculous past couple games down in the minors. You, you kick Miles Straw to the curb. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. But what I do know is as of right now, that roster's already started to change by a ton relative to what you saw in the beginning part of the year. And this is why it's never a smart idea to bet against the Guardians. Yeah, J-Ram's still there. Yeah, Josh Naylor's still there. But think about it. You have Will Brennan, who nobody saw coming at this rate. You have Bo Naylor up here, which nobody could have seen coming at this rate as well. And it looks like, 
it's it's shaping into a different part of this lineup. Now, again, maybe Rosario gets attached with Bieber at the deadline, and then we bring up Rokio, or maybe we have a different scenario, uh, again, where Oscar Gonzalez makes his way back in. Again, they, they always fluctuate. And they always are willing to mix and match and find a different route and a different way to go about it. What I love about this Guardians team is that they never throw in the towel and just say, hey, listen, we're below 500 right now. I guess that's who we are for the season. Now, I was the first one this offseason to be making the point how this upcoming year, the year we're currently in right now, would be a tougher putt because of an obvious change in how baseball was played this year. And that is that we usually had 19 times against the Tigers, against the Royals, against a struggling White Sox team. You talk about just curing your, your ills. Think about what this Kansas City series did. Imagine if you saw that six more times in a year as opposed to what we're going to see this year in 13 times. Kansas City, Detroit. I mean, there was nothing better for a Guardians baseball team than to take on a four-game set against Detroit into a three-gamer against Kansas City to wrap it up with a three-gamer against Detroit. You know, 10 games against garbage cans was a lot of fun. Yeah, you really you got back to winning really quick. And you had some of the games like you saw yesterday where we put up double-digit runs, and it was like, okay, this is awesome. But what a game like today showed me, this Guardians team, as of right now, has earned my eyeballs. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. They've earned my attention. There was a point in this season about a month and a half ago where I don't know that I could say the same thing. Even though I do love how they always are willing to mix and match, they're always willing. I mean, look at the starting rotation. That is a completely different starting rotation than what we had projected going into this year by a wide, wide difference. And at the end of June or July 31st, might be even more different. But this is what I'm talking about when I say you don't give up on this team and this team has earned my attention. I'm not saying that they're a lock to win the AL Central. I'm not saying that you should be uh, figuring out and, and canceling your October plans because you don't want to make sure that you're around for a deep postseason run. I know you guys are going to be around anyway. It's Brown season. It's football season. We don't travel at that point. But still, you get what I'm saying. I'm not saying do any of those things. Listen, this season could still go down the dumpster, but as of right now, it's games like today where you watch that 10th inning play from J-Ram and you think, I mean, this is June. This is June 29th, and the dude is playing this game like it is game seven of the World Series. You just don't see that across baseball. If a team had waved the white flag and had given up, you're not trying to steal home to win a a 3-2 ball game against Kansas City at the end of June so you can maintain first place. You just don't do that. It's just unheard of. In today's game, it's just unheard of. But you saw it out there. So I want to hear from you guys. And again, baseball fans at the center stage, the time is yours. 216-474-0092. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. Is a game like today a reason to buy into the Guardians or to fade the Guardians? Where they should have taken this game. They should have gotten this win. And maybe in turn, this is showing you that these are the reasons why you don't buy into this team. We'll continue on with this one. We'll get to the Brownies. Mary Kay Cabot's thoughts on for the morning show. We got a lot to get to. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you at the fan.